Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I am sitting down here with Steve Bazzacani, founder of Appreciation Advocate. Since 2012, Steve has been a small business owner who has focused business around one thing, building deep and meaningful relationships. By doing so, he has been able to sell nearly $100 million worth of real estate, working three to four days a week, and while taking off one to two months per year. Today, Steve helps and teaches other business, small businesses who can help quickly stand out among the crowd, build deep and sustainable relationships, eliminate burnout and take more time off, generate more referrals, increase income, and have more fun in their career. Steve, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. I love the, the green room talk of like how just you, you have a natural um, ease about yourself. Of like, let's just go with it. Let's just do things. You know, we had to take several squad shots and and pictures for all you people out there when we do kind of press releases and that kind of stuff too, as well as my my butchering your for last name a few times. But I got Bazogany, and I'm not gonna and I'm not going to miss it out on this through the whole episode here. <laughs> Nailed it now. But yeah, but I your intro was amazing. Like you're doing sustainable growth. You're helping build relationships. You're doing everything in like a very positive note in the sense of you're not forcing, you know, kind of like, let's generate referrals, let's do this, like, no, this is how you can do it. And so I kind of want to know, like, starting back, you know, why did you start Appreciation Advocate? Like, what came the idea? And then what has culminated since then? Or what has transpired since then? Yeah, I actually started it uh, because I, it was a niche I noticed that was in my real estate career. So I started with, with the real estate stuff. And uh, I got in, uh, I, I struggled so much with making the cold calls and like, you know, cause it's a sales, it's a sales role at the end of the day. And then it's a contact sport. And I was not, I'm not the most extroverted person. So I basically, uh, I, I was like, how do I reach out to these people and, and not be salesy? And I was just like, okay, so basically I would send a gift and then I'd follow up the gift with a phone call because it's a little bit more of an organic conversation. I'd say, Hey, look, uh, I really appreciate you in my life. So I sent you a gift. I just wanted to make sure you got it. And they were like, oh, my God, Steve, this is so nice, blah, blah, blah. I really appreciate you doing that. Like, this was such a cool surprise. Um, how's business going? Like, how are you doing? What's going on with your life? Now, that's the organic door open right there. And that's like, okay, people are like, now I don't have to talk real estate because they asked me. So now when I talk real estate, it's like, okay, they understand now. Like, now they asked. And, that, and that's the same thing with anybody. I, I was in real estate, but it could be a financial advisor. It could be attorney, lawyer, uh, accountant, whatever. Um insurance professional, they're going to do the same thing. How's business? How's the market? Whatever the situation is. And they're going to ask you how's because they want to know what's going on in your life. And then you get to tell them organically without being, you know, by the way, you want to uh, buy some insurance today or, you know, whatever, <laughs> or whatever the heck you're selling. No, I love it. it. Like you don't, you, it, like I was the same way. That's why I became, when I was going into marketing and doing things like, you know, the, the typical like outbound sales of like reaching out to people, like the typical like carpet bag salesperson, you, yes. you felt slimy. You felt like you were a grifter, like you felt yes. like, you know, a snake salesman. But it was like, but that's not how true selling is. It's it's finding a need and a problem and then helping them solve the problem. You just found a way just to, like you said, organically open the door. And so, you know, kind of moving into kind of like this appreciation and, and, and just being grateful and gratitude because you, you've kind of hit upon a few of those um those words and a few of those things, especially in your company messaging is, you know, how have you scaled the return on investment or ROI around gratitude? That, that's, that's very interesting in itself. Yeah, it's easy. It's easier uh, said than done. Uh, it's fun. It's funny. And they 
reason it's easier said than done is because a lot of people talk about how gratitude is so important and blah, 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 blah. And they all go, it's a little bit like kind of like woozy. It's like a little bit too airy fairy. Um, everybody talks gratitude and they're like, oh, it's such this great thing and karma and your inner peace. And it's like so airy fairy. And it's like, and business people are more like, give me the numbers, give me the results. I want to see these things. Like I need, I need results. I don't want, you know, don't give me this. You know, I don't want to, I don't really care about your freaking retreat and your ayahuasca crap. And like, you, you go do your own thing and you can lose your mind somewhere else. <laughs> like, you know, and have your spiritual awakening wherever. Like business people don't want to hear about gratitude as much. Um, but what happens is when you, when you attach gratitude to a marketing system and a marketing plan, now it's like, okay, there's some, some, some serious power behind this stuff. And, and that's what a lot of people don't associate the two that like gratitude systemized is your best marketing tool that you'll ever have. And a lot of businesses don't systemize gratitude. Therefore, you know, they don't use it and they don't get the power of it. And which is like the power of it, like to give you an example, like in my business, I used, I used it, I spent around $10,000 and I got around 160 plus in one year because of the investment. So, I mean, I'll make that investment, you know, maybe let's make $30,000 next year. You know what I mean? If I'm going to get that kind of ROI. <laughs> no, I, and I love the simplicity around it. of like, you don't have to, and I get that, like the airy fairy woozy, what was it called? The woo woo um, yeah. around the feeling. But your thing is, is you're attaching a feeling to a sustainable outcome, like a goal. Not just saying like, here's the feeling, but it's like, here's the feeling attached to this. And this is what I want to create a customer experience around. And so the, this, the last question here is, you know, how have you tied revenue back to customer experience? Like how have you seen kind of a, a correlation or different things where you're facilitating these experiences through gratitude? Like what's the revenue tied back to that? Cause you mentioned like I put 10 K in, I got over 160 out. Like what have you kind of noticed throughout your experiences with that of how the two go hand in hand? Yeah. Um, I, I've actually got my, investment numbers from John Rulon, who's a mentor of mine, and he recommends investing five to 15%. Uh, I tell my clients five to 10%. Um, but regardless, I got it from him and he and I, I, I modeled a little bit of my business, actually, a lot of my business after him and and what he teaches and like he, um, he that 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 five to 10%, I think is really that's where I got to get it from. So like, if you if a client's worth $10,000 to you, you should you should be putting 500 to $1,000 back into that client over the course of the next 12 months. And that is a good formula to have. And it's, it's and because that's the quote, unquote, budget, it's easy to go out and spend the money on them. Because it's like, okay, well, this client, like, if I sold a million dollar home, that's like a $20,000 commission in it's like, okay, I can spend $2,000 on this client over over 12 months. I mean, that's not that's not that big of an investment, you know, and those are some good gifts you can give people and that, that will help you remember them. Um, and so that's basically where I get, that's how I tie to my, my, um, my revenue is just basically a portion of it's got to go back to the client as a thank you. I think this is huge because there's a lot of mental blocks. I think, especially as you know, budgets, budgets are tightening up, especially for marketing and sales in the sense that they look at like the total budget at the end, but you just broke it down the same, like, okay, well the commission off of this is this, and then we can just do a percentage of that. And then that's what we can look at. And then we can almost reinvest that. Mm -hmm. We're almost reinvesting that money into making more money. And so, you know, no more grilling questions here, but I would love to hear a story of like how you helped a customer, how, how you did it yourself in the sense of like kind of breaking down, like, you know, what experiences that you got to lead into the sense of like, this is, this is a really good framework to kind of go by. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's, 
I because I read John Rowland's book Giftology, I learned the whole the value of how to do gifts the right way. Um, so what I started doing, I just implemented what he taught, and I, I started using. I was like, okay, well, instead of giving terrible gifts, I'll give good gifts, and then the response is insane. And so I was just like, okay, well, now I can definitely use this in my own life. <laughs> and it was just like, so I uh, I basically what I did is when I closed the deal. Uh, instead of giving them the bottle, the stereotypical bottle of champagne that a real estate agent does at settlement, uh, and I'm making fun of real estate agents because I am one, so I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> so basically, what I'm going to do is like, you know, because the the, the the thing is, a bottle of champagne. If, if there's so many things wrong with it, obviously you can, you know, the person might be an alcoholic, the person might be uh, a victim of a drunk drive or the, a drunk driving incident, trauma, whatever. Who knows? Or, or they might be a wine connoisseur, and they know instantly that that's a twenty dollars bottle of champagne, and they, they now you look like a total idiot. So, like, there's a million different ways that could go wrong. So, they make, it, but at the end of the day, it only makes one impression. So, if I'm going to hire, if a marketing company comes to hire me, and I say, oh well, you know, it's only it's going to be, you know, I can get impressions for you know twenty dollars an impression or fifty dollars an impression. They're going to be like, you can take a walk, buddy. <laughs> we don't want anything to do with you for for an impression. You're you're getting fifty dollars an impression. Yeah. Okay. No. So basically, uh, that's why I do it. I I I, I switch my gifts up to like getting watercolor paintings of their house because then that stands that stays in the house, it makes an impression every day. Every time they see it, they walk by it in their kitchen. Um, the cutting boards I used to get them were custom made to them. It would have like their um, their monogram on it. Would have the, the the address of the home. It would have the the date they bought the home and it would have their last name engraved on it and that it was so, and it was massive it was like 24 inches by 18 inches it wasn't it wasn't like this little small cutting board and it was so beautiful that they would actually never cut on it they would they would text me and be like steve i don't even want to use this because it's so freaking beautiful and they would actually put it like you know that spot above your your range oven and below your microwave they put it in there and make it like their like wall centerpiece there and it's always in the kitchen now and I, and I did not intend it to be there. So it just so happened that that seems to be a frequent spot that people put it in. But now it's like, now it's another part of their kitchen, another part of the house that they're always going to see. So I called it um, attacking the kitchen was the method I used because people spend the most time in the kitchen. We all know this. But what I would do is uh, fill it up with, uh, I don't know, ice cream scoopers, pizza cutters, cutting boards, uh, like scissors from Cutco, like anything nice like that, that they put, anytime they touch anything in their kitchen, I want them thinking of me. And that's basically how you stay top of mind. I love that. It actually goes back to my, one of my university professors telling me that too, because the best realtor in the area, he would sell everybody on the kitchen. The rest of the house was just amenities. Yeah, basically. That, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, I, I, yeah. yeah, it's that. It's the kitchen well, yeah. and the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Well, and the thing is, is that it's amazing that you kind of, you, you built around something where you like, you talk about and related to marketing in the sense of like vanity metrics. Like this is what we're instead of actually like this is how we're going to help build your brand and be top of mind. And you did that. Like you found and you deduced like okay, what's the percentage of how much I need to spend? What's the intentionality of me just relating to this person and really helping him out? As well as it's a it's a conversational piece. Like that cutting board is a conversational piece. Where we're like, oh, where'd you get that? Oh, you know that I, really you know, I got it from Steve. Yeah, exactly, my realtor. Like that's who I got it from. And that's kind of the amazing stuff that kind of comes out of this is that. You become top of mind. It's word of mouth marketing, but you're you're, you're systematizing it, and it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, and, I saw, yeah. I actually put ahead. a I put a um. I'm actually writing a book that comes out in June about this, and it's literally called the impression scale and like how to make a good impression that actually lasts. And it's like it goes through everything you just talked about. Like, that's kind of fitting for what you just said. Well, I love that you're writing a book because you're helping more people beyond a podcast about your about a written word or anything like that. You're you're 
you're encapsulating and documenting it and then sharing it and helping other people. So I absolutely love that. So Steve, um, this part of the episode is about you, you know, work, hobby, and health. You've kind of related around or or kind of summarized, you know, summarized around um, what, what makes you connect with other people and want to connect with other people and really being intentional. But this part of the episode is more about kind of, you know, why do you do what you do? And then what do you do for yourself to recharge in order to, give those awesome gifts to clients and to, to help them sell their homes or buy their homes where you're, you're building a very holistic, uh, wonderful experience. Yeah. Um, so why do I do what I do is one is because I think the human to human interaction is deteriorating a little too fast in our society, considering the digital era that we now live in. And I think that just to be, I mean, you can be phenomenal today with please and thank you, which is ridiculous. Uh, so I think with, uh, if you, for me, like my, I think my whole purpose in life is to be able to help small businesses systemize gratitude. And that's literally what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, that's what I feel in my core. So when I, when I go, when I engage in any small business, whether it's the car dealership or the laundromat or whatever, or the dry cleaners, whatever, like I walk in there and I see all the different ways, just a small little thing, just make the whole place a lot better. Like when I go to the car dealership, I'm just like, you know, you could have vacuumed my car for me. That probably would have took two seconds and I'd be raving about you here on a podcast, but you didn't do it. And you left it, you know, the disgusting mess that the two-year-old left it in. And, you know, little things like that, where if you fill up the tank every 10 cars or whatever, you know, any little thing like that, or or, or personal notes, hey, thanks for being a customer. That's like 50 cents. You, I know everybody can do that. <laughs> so like, uh, that's the kind of stuff like, that drives me to want, like, want to improve because I know how strong gratitude is because I've experienced it firsthand. So it's like, but the only problem is gratitude doesn't sell. You have to tell people. Uh, so I got advice from a, a mentor of mine named Gabrielle Boucher, and she told me, she said, uh, Steve, you need to give people what they want so that you can give them what they need. And I thought that was amazing advice. And because I, I, I can't sell gratitude because gratitude doesn't sell. But more referrals, more income, more time off, that all sells. <laughs> That's basically how I... I sell gratitude to people. Um, and then this, what do I do to recharge? To answer that part of the question is I actually have this thing called Steve days and I actually go to, we have a beach house in a, uh, on the Jersey shore here. And what I'll do is I'm in Philadelphia. So by the way, it's like about 90 minutes east of where I'm at. Uh, so I'll go to the, the, the beach house for a day without anything, without anyone, without my kids, without my dogs, without my wife. Um, I actually have to plan this because I know that my wife has to, be able to contain the two huge dogs we have and the kids and stuff, but that I'll go to the beach for the day and just like change up the environment and just kind of mellow out by myself, put the smooth jazz on and just kind of, you know, rethink some things, you know, put together some ideas, write things down. Then maybe take a nap and just that the whole day is just like, that's why I call it Steve day. It's just all about me. Might have a beer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, whoever knows, you know, whatever it is. Um, but that, then at the end of the day, it's like, well, you know, it's like six, seven o'clock, it comes by and you want to drive back home. But it's like, wow, that was such a really nice day to just kind of chill the heck out and like collect yourself. And then you change the environment up and that, that changes too. Sometimes you're at your same desk every day and it's just this, you just get stuck in this tunnel. And then to, to change the environment up and just like go somewhere else for a day, it, it really, it's a nice refresher on the mind. You're implementing a lot of great mindset work that is backed by science and not woo-woo. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, but Steve, I, I, I feel like you had, you have an intuitiveness about yourself in the sense that you gravitate towards things that are 
you package it very well. Like you gravitate towards the good of humanity. You notice things that are deteriorating and you're like, you know, how can I re-add some things and small little things or how can I make things better or how can I make things more aware in the sense of helping other people out and saying like a small little card of this, an email with this, actually listening to what they what they said or different things like that, that you make the small little impacts that are are incremental, the impressions, like the little small little impressions that incremental to build trust and to build those connections. And I absolutely love that you articulated this. You, you brought some math into it and some data into it where um, it was, it's simple. It's, it's very simple things, but I think it's um, you're, you're removing blockages for other people that are, you know, they hit these walls where they're like, I, I need to just build the system. I need to build the CRM. This is what I need to sell versus like, no, let's take a step back and like, what's your approach? How are you, how are you helping these people? And what's the experience? And then you just package around it. And mm -hmm. so thank you so much for kind of going through things as well as, you know, talking about impression scale with your book coming out. I, you know, now, I, now I want to grab it um, sure. and read it <laughs> I'll send you and on, on my Sean day. Um, so <laughs> Steve, thank you so very much for being on this episode. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me, Sean. It's been a pleasure. And to all the Converge Coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap. <laughs>